What's going on, y'all? Susie Lauder and this here with randombibleproverb.com. All right, I have a post that I just put up on Psalm 1, verse 1. The avoidance of sin is the topic. The synopsis, the synopsis or brief description is God causes people to avoid sin and through Jesus Christ gives them the inner power to be victorious over it. So let me read the psalm. Uh, Psalm 1 verse 1 Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked Nor stands in the way of sinners Nor sits in the seat of scoffers So the first thing is God's people are to resist sin 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 11 says Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles To abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Another scripture in that God's people are to resist sin is Psalm 97 verse 10. O you who love the Lord, hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. And a third scripture in that God's people are to resist sin is Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 through 27. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward, and gaze your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Alright, a second thing regarding avoidance of sin. The Christian life is a constant struggle against sin. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 says, But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. A second scripture regarding the Christian life is a constant struggle against sin. Acts chapter 20 verse 28 Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood. And a third scripture regarding the Christian life is a constant struggle against sin. A third scripture is 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8 through 9 Be sober minded, be watchful, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. A third thing regarding the avoidance of sin. God helps his people to resist sin. And a subtopic of God helping his people to resist sin is the release from sin through Jesus Christ's death. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24 says he himself bore our sins in his body on a tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been healed a second scripture regarding the release of from sin through Jesus Christ's death Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in God, the Son of God, who lived, loved me and gave himself of me. 
A third thing regarding the release of sin through Jesus Christ's death is Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. A subtopic, another subtopic, subtopic B of number 3 regarding the avoidance of sin. God helps His people to resist sin, the avoidance of sin through new life in Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 3, verse 9. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep sinning, keep on sinning, because he has been born of God. Another second scripture regarding the avoidance of sin through the new life in Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any of you, if any is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. And a third scripture regarding the avoidance of sin through new life in Jesus Christ is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. Wow. And the fourth, the fourth thing regarding the avoidance of sin is that believers cooperate with Jesus Christ to avoid sin. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 through 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. A subtopic of believers cooperating with Jesus Christ to avoid sin is that believers are to put to death what is sinful in them. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 says, Put to death therefore what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. A second scripture regarding believers are to put to death what is sinful in them is Romans chapter 6 verse 11. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus. Let no sin therefore reign in your mortal body, to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments of for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. A third scripture regarding believers are to put to death what is sinful in them is Romans chapter 8, verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Wow. So uh, a third, a second thing regarding the believers, uh, believers cooperating with Jesus Christ to avoid sin is that believers are to exchange sinful for righteous behavior. Romans chapter 13 verse 12 to 14 says, The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality or sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. A second scripture regarding that believers are to exchange sinful for righteous behavior is Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 through 24. 
to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is, cor and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. A third scripture regarding believers are to exchange sinful for righteous behavior is Colossians chapter 3 verse 7 through 10. In these two once in these you two once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on a new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. A, f a third thing regarding the believers uh, regarding believers cooperating with Jesus Christ to avoid sin is that believers are to allow the spirit to inform and direct their conduct. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect. A second scripture regarding believers allowing the Spirit to inform and direct their conduct is Romans chapter 8 verses 5 through 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law, it indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And a third scripture regarding believers are to allow the Spirit to inform and direct their conduct is Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 25. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those who are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I wanted you, warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we are to live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Wow. And a fifth thing regarding the avoidance of sin. Practical steps for overcoming sin and temptation. The first thing in the practical steps of overcoming sin and temptation is the meditation on Scripture. Psalms 119 verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 18, Psalm chapter 18 verse 22 through 23 
further iterates the meditation on scripture being a practical step of overcoming sin and temptation, says, For all his rules were before me, and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from my guilt. And a third scripture regarding the meditation on scripture is Matthew verse Matthew chapter 4 verse 11 1 through 11 Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 through 11 it says then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights he was hungry and the tempter came to him if you are the son of god command these stones to become like loaves of bread but he answered it is written man shall not live on live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God then the devil took him to a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of a temple and said to him if you are the son of God throw yourself down for it is written he will command his angels concerning you and on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone verse 7 Jesus said to him again it is written you shall not put your Lord your God to the test Again the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. A second thing regarding the practical steps of overcoming sin and temptation is the prayerful dependence upon God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 13 says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. A second scripture regarding prayerful dependence on God, upon God is Psalm chapter 19 verse 13. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Presumptuous sins, let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. A third scripture regarding the prayerful dependence upon God is Matthew chapter 26 verse 41. It says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The third thing regarding the practical steps for overcoming sin and and temptation is active seeking of good Romans chapter 6 verse 19 says I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations for just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification a second scripture regarding active seeking of good of the good is Psalm chapter 34 verse 14 turn away from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it and a third scripture regarding the active seeking of good of the good is 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 22 abstain from every form of evil all right and the sixth thing regarding regarding the avoidance of sin in Psalm Chapter 1 verse 1 is the incentives for avoiding sin. The first incentive for avoiding sin is the fear of God. Psalm Proverbs chapter 16 verse 6 says, By steadfast love and faithfulness iniquity is atoned for, and by the fear of the Lord one turns away from evil. 
A second scripture regarding the fear of the Lord being an incentive for avoiding sin is Exodus chapter 20, verse 20. It says, Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of Him may be before you, that you may not sin. And a third scripture regarding the fear of God as an incentive for avoiding sin is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. A second thing regarding the incentive for avoiding sin is the holiness of God. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15-16 through 16 says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. A second scripture regarding the holiness of God as being an incentive to avoid sin for avoiding sin is Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44 through 45. For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy, for I am holy. You shall not defile yourselves with any swarming things that crawls on the ground, for I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. And the last the third scripture regarding the holiness of God being an incentive for avoiding sin is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside of the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do not or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. A third incentive for avoiding sin is the expectation of Jesus Christ's return. First Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. A second scripture regarding the expectation of Jesus' return being an incentive for avoiding sin is first Thessalonians chapter five verse four through six says, But you are not in darkness, brothers, for the day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of dark of the darkness, so then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. A third scripture regarding the expectation of Jesus Christ's return as an incentive for avoiding sin is second peter chapter 3 verse 10 through 14 but the day of the lord will come like a thief and then the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed since all these things are thus to be dissolved what sort of people ought you ought to be in lives of holiness and godliness waiting for and hastening the coming day of the lord because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. A fourth thing regarding the incentive, an incentive for avoiding sin is a consideration of the consequences of sin. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 through 8 says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whoever, whatever one sows, that will he also reap. 
For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. A second scripture regarding a consideration of the consequence of sin is Mark chapter 9, verse 42 through 48. Whoever causes one of these little ones to believe in me to sin, who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter the life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. A third scripture regarding the consideration of the consequences of sin being an incentive to of, of avoiding sin is Hebrews chapter 6 verse 7 through 8 for the land that has drunk the rain that is that often falls on it and produces a crop useful to those whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from God but if it bears thorns and thistles it is worthless and near to being cursed and its end is to be burned a fifth thing regarding the incentive uh, the incentive to avoid sin the incentive for avoiding sin is the need to be a good witness to unbelievers First Peter chapter 2 verse 15 says for this is the will of God that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people a second scripture first Peter chapter 3 verses 1 through 2 regarding the need to be a good witness to be unbelievers is says likewise wives be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct a third scripture regarding the need to be a good witness to unbelievers is first peter chapter 3 verse 15 through 16 but in your hearts honor christ the lord the lord as holy always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you yet do it with gentleness and respect having a good conscience so that when you are slandered those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame and the last thing the seventh thing regarding the avoidance of sin in Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 is the role of others in avoiding sin so the first the the first thing in the in the role of others in avoiding sin is the bad is that bad company is to be avoided 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 says do not be deceived bad company ruins good morals a second scripture regarding bad uh, avoiding bad company as a role of others in avoiding sin is Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners nor sits in the seat of scoffers and a third scripture regarding the bad uh, that bad company is to be avoided as the role of others in avoiding sin 
is that First Corinthians chapter five verses one through thirteen? It says it is actually record, reported that there is sexual Im- sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that is not tolerable even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this to be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that the little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may... Be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Paul continues on in verse 9 of First Corinthians chapter 5. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all, meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters, since then you will need to go out of the go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed, or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what for what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside, purg the evil person from among you. A second thing regarding the role of others in avoiding sin is a good example is to be followed. First Corinthians chapter eleven verse one says, Be imitators of me as I am in Christ. A second Scripture regarding that a good example is to be followed is in Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. Paul says, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. And a third scripture regarding the being a good example, that, that a good example is to be followed is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. A third thing regarding the role of others in avoiding sin is that believers are to support one another. James chapter 5 verse 19 through 20 says, "My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins." Second scripture regarding believers supporting one another is Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 through 17. If your brother sins against you, 
Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained a brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. And a third scripture regarding the believers are are to support one another in the role of others in avoiding sin is Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 2. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch over yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. All right, so that's so just to recap the different things regarding Psalm Psalms 1 Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 in the avoidance of sin. So the first thing was God's people are to resist sin. As you remember 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 11 said, "Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul." A second thing regarding the avoidance of sin is the Christian life is a constant struggle against sin. The author of Hebrews reminded us in chapter 3 verse 13, But exhort one another every day as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. The third thing regarding the avoidance of sin, God helps his people to resist sin by releasing from sin through Jesus' death in First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. And the avoidance of sin through new life in Jesus Christ in First John chapter three verse nine, and the fourth thing regarding the avoidance of sin is that believers cooperate with Jesus Christ to avoid sin, as it uh, as it describes in Philippians chapter two verse twelve through thirteen. The fifth thing regarding the avoidance of sin is practical steps for overcoming sin and temptation is meditation on Scripture, prayerful dependence upon God, active seeking of the good. And the sixth thing regarding the avoidance of sin is the incentives of avoiding sin through the fear of God, the holiness of God, and the expectation of Jesus' return, a consideration of the consequence of sin, and the need to be a good witness to unbelievers. While the last thing involving the avoidance of sin in Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 was the role of others in avoiding sin in that bad company is to be avoided, a good example is to be followed, and believers are to support one another. There you go, you guys. There's uh, a topic of avoidance of sin. The synopsis is that God causes people to avoid sin and through Jesus Christ gives them the inner power to be victorious over it. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1.